Money Mindset I think that sounds alright Hello and welcome to Millennial Money Mindset If you want the fruits, you need the roots so this is season three of the podcast. So thanks so much for joining us. If you've checked out season one in the past, have a look again or season two, please check those out. Please like, please subscribe, and please tell one person about Millennial Money Mindset. If you want the fruits, you need the roots. So today we are joined by Andy Webb, who is a money blogger, and he's been on Channel 5, and he set up um, it's a, his Channel 5 show was shot, Smart Save Money. His blog is Be Clever With Your Cash. And he's won many financial blogs of the year. So wow, thanks so much, uh, Andy. That's a pleasure to have you on. And yeah, thanks so much for joining. So, so first of all, maybe just tell us about yourself, why you started up the blog. Maybe tell us about the Channel 5 show you're on. And yeah, tell me a bit more about Be Clever With Your Cash. Yeah, hi Neil. Thanks for having me on. It's really nice to sort of say switch things around and, and be a guest on a podcast rather than hosting it's, a, it's kind of a different experience but it's yeah it's the pressure off the pressure's all on you now you've got to make sure this is interesting <laughs> i think it's I, the other way around i'm happy I <laughs> well, maybe it's i don't know maybe it's uh, there's no pressure at all it's just yeah let's uh yeah it's interesting to hear your thoughts andy so yeah tell us more about it yeah so so are you right so my blog is bigclevelwithyourcash.com and i'm in a very uh, fortunate position now where it is my full-time job so i've been doing it okay. for oh, six and a half years now okay. and um i started it after well i was i was, I was at the bbc for 11 years, uh, yeah. working documentaries and programs there and a little bit of a stint in management and projects. And it wasn't quite the thing for me. So uh, when voluntary redundancy came up, I jumped to that, got a nice little yeah. payout and uh, took that time to kind of think, well, what do I want to do? And one of the things that I'd always been passionate about, always been interested in, but never thought of it as a real thing, yeah. was this idea that um, was saving money. You know, and so I used to help friends and family members, but just kind of, oh, you know, you should do this, you should do that. Never thought of yeah. it as a a thing but it can be a thing as it turns out yeah so the idea was to start um coaching people with, with their money and the blog the website was meant to be just like a window to that a shop window but that took off so um it's it's so it's, it's done really really well now it's one of the it's say it's won various awards for sort of financial blog of the year at, at different sort of things uh gets over a million views every year which is wow for me the, the idea that if you know, every time someone watches it, they save just a quid. I mean, that's a million pounds. Wow, so, I mean, yeah. it blows my mind every time. And some people will save obviously a lot more than that. Sometimes someone might not save anything. But, you know, on the broad things, that, that, that sort of is absolutely mad. So I've got the blog, becleveryourcash.com, and it is just about the ways you can uh, get the best value for your money. So think of it mainly as a kind of like a money management, money saving kind of blog. I don't really deal with investments or pensions or things like that that often because yeah. that's not my sort of speciality. I'd much rather signpost people to other areas. Yeah. But then off the back of that, I've also got the Cash Chats podcast. Um, and then you're right, I did a sort of Channel 5 Shop Smart Save Money for, for a year, which was, which was great. I really, really enjoyed that um, with Gabby Roslin and Fiona Phillips. Uh, wow, and I yeah. was kind of the, the money bloke in the corner, uh, helping people to sort of explain the issues and helping them save money, which was, yeah, which was, which was fantastic. Amazing. So with all your experience, what would be, do you have like an embarrassing habit or one kind of mistake you've made? You're like, oh, maybe if I could tell my... 18 year old self or 25 year old self or yeah 30 year old self any of these kind of things that you look back and think oh actually i would have done that differently or kind of maybe an embarrassing habit you don't necessarily want to tell people about but you're <laughs> out on this podcast. You know, 
So a habit. So, so what I have, I do have a problem, and um, it, it, I'll come clean with everyone now. Uh, I, I can't. I'm addicted to, to reduced food in the supermarket. Okay, so interesting. To, to buying it, not necessarily to, to eating it. But uh, yeah. well, obviously, if you buy it, you've got to eat it because you don't want food waste. But uh, yeah, it would be very much uh, less so now, but because I've kind of come to terms with it a little bit more. But I literally, when I lived in London, I would walk past like a little supermarket and I would pop in just to see what was reduced. Yeah. You know. Uh, and uh, every time in the supermarket, always make a beeline for that reduced supermarket thing. And a part of it, I think, is that sort of bargain hunting. Um, I love it. I love finding bargains. I love getting yeah. a deal. And uh, what's so silly, I think, about the food one is the discounts. We're often talking like just a few you know, pennies and pounds, aren't we? Yeah. I mean, it's worth it. it, it def- I've saved a lot of money. I've got, you know, I shop generally uh, for an ethical point of view, particularly my meat, I would get that from uh, Waitrose or Marks and Spencers. Yeah. I won't buy that any others unless it's kind of clearly marked as free range or organic. Obviously, that's expensive wherever you buy it. Yeah. But I pick it up reduced when it's on offer. I whack it in the freezer. So I managed to get high welfare meat at a low price. So there are benefits doing it, but just a little bit that extreme kind of, I mean, I'm embarrassed to say it, but I would walk past and then turn around and go back in just to see if there were any bargains. <laughs> what's, the, what's the best bargain you've ever got? Oh, I don't. I mean, uh, do you know what? During lockdown, there's been quite a few bargains. It's been yeah. good stuff. Stuff reduced by like 90% um, because there's less people allowed in the shops. At least, again, we're talking about weight shows here. Yeah. Um, they've been quite strict on that, who was allowed in it and not out. Uh, how many people were allowed in at one time? So there's been more food left on the shelves. Um, so yeah, I've snapped up some, some really good stuff. But I get excited. You know, you get a loaf of bread for 5p. That's made my day. <laughs> <laughs> oh, brilliant. I, I'm more on, I guess, the way I explain it is like a football team. So you can either set either your scoring goals or conceding goals. I'm much more on wanting to score goals than concede goals. But it's, it's their own. I think everyone has their own strategies and how it works for each other. So if you're good at saving money, then that's your kind of expertise. Whereas I'm, I would like to think if I, rather than having a look around, um, I don't it's just my own personal uh, preference that I prefer to, I don't know, maybe not spend that money rather than getting a bargain. I don't know, maybe there's a false economy on just kind of trying to save money just going in and buying. I don't know, maybe. But the thing is, if you yeah. buy something originally, then yeah, if you're saving, getting bread for 5p, which everyone needs, obviously that's a great bargain. Yeah, uh, yeah absolutely. I mean, time is the most important thing here and how much yeah. you put into it. So if you're going, I mean, literally, like, pop into a supermarket for two minutes. I mean, I don't do this now with like a kind of passing by thing, but if it just took me two minutes to pull, pop in, see what was there, and then maybe buy it, there's no harm in that. That's not yeah, going to yeah. change my life drastically. And if normally you're at the supermarket, it's about finding the best value, uh, the, the, you know, the best value items, the cheapest items that you can. Because it yeah. does make a difference by, by spending less. But absolutely, yeah. you shouldn't be sort of, I mean, I've been guilty of this in the past, and I don't do it so much now, but research. I like to make sure when I'm making a purchase, yeah. that I'm getting the best value for money and the best price. I can spend a lot of time. So I think if that's something that's costing you uh, a lot of money in the kind of everyday terms, so like a TV yeah. or a fridge or something. Obviously, when you're talking about cars and houses, that's a whole other level. But yeah, then, yeah, it's worth doing your research, making sure it's going to do what you need it to do, making sure it's going to not break after a couple of years. Obviously, you can't guarantee that. But I used to do that. I remember doing this once, spending like an hour researching um, kettles. <laughs> yeah. And it's a bit like, you know what, that hour was, was wasted because at the end of the day, a kettle's a kettle. Just go for the one that's that's prettiest, I suppose, and within your budget. Yeah. There's a, there's a fine line there. But I, so, I do also think it's partly why I have 
keep putting off uh, doing stuff at my pension. And that's one of my, talking about mistakes, my mistake is I still haven't really done any planning around it. I pay into it, yeah. but I still don't really uh, use that time for it, which that, that's my mistake, which I still haven't acted on. Yeah. Oh no, fair enough. I mean, pensions are super boring. That's the thing. I, I used to sell pensions for a wealth manager and yeah, to try, I was actually, um, I, one of my, I, I started speaking to these guys in a rock band called Superfoods and um, they just signed their second album deal. Yeah, yeah, I remember them. And, um, and they were like, look, guys, you have to put money into your pension for when they were like, what? It was like the rock and roll lifestyle of like, <laughs> cocaine and uh, drugs rock and was it sex drugs and rock and roll and it was like no you must put money into your pension for when you're 55 it's not it doesn't have the kind of the kind of sexy glamour that um other kind of investments like bitcoin or kind of i don't know cri crypto uh currency and kind of crispr technology and yeah it's not as kind of exotic or kind of uh fun talking about your pension but saying that massive you get massive um tax savings um yeah. high rate taxpayer and if you're a basic rate taxpayer obviously that's massive um and it's also a good thing it locks it up as well so i think of it like a piggy bank though you can't touch it until you're 55 so it almost stops you from taking that money out so i i mean i did all the sensible things when i was um yeah maxed out my pension as much as i could so it's my pension is looking okay i didn't do the things like buy a house which i should have done and kind of missed the london housing boom that was kind of my big mistake uh yeah. now but yeah I kind of didn't take the, the advice of 25 year old self when yeah, buy a property when you're 25 and you pay it off when you're, you're older. But it's tough, isn't it? And I especially think when people are sort of don't have so much money now, the idea that you're going to put that away for something in 30, 40 years. Yeah. It's really kind of like, well, I haven't got enough for now, but yeah, like you're saying you've got the, obviously the, the, the tax efficiency. So you're getting the yeah. kind of the free money there. And if you are working for an employer, who yeah. will match it. I mean, I always took advantage of the most I could, how yeah. much they would match it by to get the most of that free money. Of course, yeah. what I don't really know is whether I should have been putting more in as well, but I got a decent contributions that way. Now I'm self-employed completely. It's a whole nother kettle of fish. And we know, particularly for younger people, millennials, yeah. that sense of the gig economy and entrepreneurism and, and all that kind of stuff, you might not have that employer, at least auto enrollment forcing you to do it. They're matching at least a small part of it. So you really do need to, to think. We yeah. got on a pension tangent. That probably wasn't planned at all. Was no. it? <laughs> no, <laughs> Sorry about that. It's fine. It's yes. It's important to talk about pensions. No, it's uh, it's actually become more relevant now. I think people are getting more excited. When I first started talking about it, people were like pensions. It's because it's got such a bad rap. Especially essentially, they think of it like three different things. I call it like the three little pigs. So you've got the state pension is one pig. You've got the defined benefit contribution, which essentially is like your company takes the risk that like a final salary pension. And then the third one is defined contribution pensions. That's the other pig in the piggy bank analogy that I talk about. So people quite often get talk, get confused between the three. They talk about what happens if that company goes bust, talking about a defined benefit pension, where actually if you've got a defined contribution pension, that's essentially ring fence, that's your own money. No one can touch that. And it's your own little piggy bank, if that makes sense to try and, try and make things simple, fun and achievable. I don't know if yeah. that, gone off on a, a pension tandem <laughs> let's bring it back let's bring it back. That. Where were we? <laughs> so, so imagine you you hold in your hand the winning lottery ticket so now money's no object you don't have to do anything and you don't have to worry or stress about money again so apart you might go on um, you know a few holidays you might pay to charity you might 
give to friends for a bit but what would you do? so today you come back from your holiday what would you do Andy if you, you've got the world your oyster no no more stress or worry about money do you, well, you know, I, I really love what I do I really yeah. do and that was one of the worth mentioning like when I left uh, the BBC I wanted to try and think about what I wanted to do yeah. and a big part of something that I felt was important to me I think anyone who's in this position thinking about changing their career or potentially you know their, their jobs are at risk and they think about what do we do the most important thing Obviously, you need to have enough money to come through to pay for your bills. But the most important thing, what is that for you? Why do you yeah. want it to work? And for me, it was that ability to try and help people. Yeah. I didn't realize I could do that in terms of helping them with their finances. So I love this. I love that I can have this impact. Yeah. Um, and I'm really, as I say, really proud of where I've got to already. If I had that kind of money, I, mean, I wouldn't stop working. I would carry on doing this. But I'd invest in the business. I would... Yeah. Uh, bring more people on do the things i'm not i'm rubbish at social media i'm so bad okay. at that. i mean that, that's a, follow me if you if you want to follow me on social media <laughs> i say i'm rubbish there's still interesting things on there i promise but you know there's some people out there who have got a fantastic social media game you know they are yeah. really acing it so yeah. i you know i bring people in to sort of work on that and just try and do more of what i already do yeah but, um, i can't see myself stopping anytime now i feel very lucky to have found that kind of vocation yeah no totally makes sense I, I listened to one of your podcasts actually you talked you're a music fan and talking about you talk about being good at s certain things it's, I, I think of it like being in a band it's a bit like you have certain skills that you're good at you maybe you're a drummer maybe you're a guitarist maybe you're a bass player and different or if you're a singer essentially you have different strengths and different weaknesses so you might not be good at social media but then again you might be good at actually writing the articles etc so each person has different strengths and different weaknesses and I guess that's a good thing about business which I'm learning now is I don't have the strength to do everything but it's about knowing that I'm not good at everything and being able to bring in the talent or bring so I had my website done I've got someone who comes in and does, does my website I'm not very technical yeah it, like I think of it like a band like uh I yeah. like, I've released a YouTube video talking about this actually um recently called millennial in just look up millennial money mindset but essentially it's like having specialist skills and each everyone's kind of good at certain things and knowing what you're good at and what not necessarily you're good at. And then you can kind of bring in the stuff you're not good at and focus. Kind of, I, I always think what I've learned recently or like being in business is doubling down on your strengths, being, knowing what you're good at and then kind of actively pursuing that rather than, uh, yeah, it's, it's tough being a business owner because you're essentially at the moment, I'm still kind of starting out and growing and trying to pick up everything even where I'm not necessarily good at, but um, yeah. But it doesn't mean, I like that analogy now, so I build on that slightly. So I think you're right. If you can get the band together, yeah. you're going to produce the best stuff probably. But it doesn't yeah. mean you can't make a solo album. Yeah, exactly. It, doesn't, it shouldn't stop you starting just because, you think about these artists who just start off in their, with a, in their bedroom. and they're like Ed Sheeran or something. Like. Yeah, not my taste, but he, he did. <laughs> yeah, no, I, oh, I don't know. I quite like Ed Sheeran. <laughs> but, you know, particularly sort of, yeah, um, there are people who do that and they have, they're very skilled and they can do everything to a level which is good enough. Yeah, yeah. But to bring it to that next level, it really makes a difference to people. Because again, I've, I'm, I'm going from a website redesign right now. And it's the first time I'm paying someone to actually design stuff. I've done the different yeah. iterations myself. Yeah. It is fine. It looks good enough. Yeah, like yeah. No one's ever said, oh, that looks a bit shoddy. But by bringing in a designer, hopefully it's going to just, that next level will make it, you know, it's the it's the it's the it's the platinum selling album rather than the the gold exactly yeah no it's you know you're totally right yeah you can do it on your own I, that's how i started out and technology today is amazing like things that you can do on 
is a um, thing called Canva. Is it, I don't know, app or a website, but Canva's brilliant. Like if you're starting out in your business, that stuff that I would never be able to do looks pretty, I'm amazed at what I produce from Canva because it's actually, wow, this is good. Or yeah, starting a podcast today is so, so easy compared to, <laughs> I even started two years ago, which I, I found it quite tricky, but I can imagine starting kind of five years ago must've been even harder because today you just literally click a button and yeah, you can record something, but um, yeah. yeah. Do you know what I'm interested in? Because obviously we, we met briefly because I also set up and run a community called UK Money Bloggers, which is just a yeah. way for anyone who initially was bloggers, the so people who were writing about money could sort of come together, yeah. uh, share ideas, support each other, in theory do a bit of campaigning on bigger issues as well. Um, but what I've seen very, very recently is a lot of the new people coming through, they are YouTube, podcast and Instagram yeah because all you need is your phone you can you yeah. obviously you can elevate it like when i do yeah. my youtube videos i've got a nice camera lights and, and things like that uh my podcast again nice marketing but you could if you wanted you can do any of those things just with your phone yeah it's really democratized that whatever kind of you want to talk about or shout about but you're right five years ago any of this stuff even even a blog it required a bit more effort yeah but that's good. But I think there's a big demand at the moment. So I always talk about the rules of change. So in my parents' generation, you'd work all your life. At the end of that working life, you'd get a handshake, a carriage clock, and a guaranteed income. for <laughs> Essentially, we talked about pensions before, where you'd have a guaranteed pension for life. But essentially, that's been blown out of the water. So people need to understand this information. This is what I'm trying to do. I'm trying to educate and inspire better investing. And I used to be a financial advisor, and I would charge over 20 years, like hundreds, hundreds of thousands of pounds, it would cost the individual to pay for this financial advice, which is nuts, which is crazy. And it's not right for the end consumer. So this is essentially why I started my company called Money Tips, which stands for Tax Investment Property Pension Savings. And essentially, we, we empower the people, the listener at home, to make their own choices, their own decisions with money. And yeah, essentially, we all need, it's become a want and move to a need. So everyone today needs to understand about money. It's, it kind of sucks. It's like, oh, no, we've got an we're all busy than ever before. We have got to, we've actually got to learn another skill that we had to learn that we didn't have to learn you know, five years ago, which is kind of rubbish. But yeah, unfortunately that's the way the world is. And I'm trying to make it simple, easy as possible. Yeah. And it's so important right now. I mean, we're obviously, you know, this is going to be, I mean, you know, it's boring as it to keep saying how unprecedented everything is, but this is going to, we're not going to know anything like this. So yeah. the, the different ways that people can access information about their money you know some people want to read some people want to watch some people want to listen the more ways they've got the more yeah. people you, we can all reach which is yeah exactly pretty powerful so what any kind of art what i call an aha moment when you're like ah oh, that makes so much sense or like ah oh, that makes kind of archimedes moment where you're like ah oh, this like i've had loads um of these especially when kind of learning my kind of um my learning curve has been pretty fast so even things like knowing um like very very basic stuff like just um, a part of all I earn it was mine to keep but when I first started that like rather than you know working all your life and then you know at the end of the month not have anything left like it's kind of real basic stuff but when I first learned all oh, right if I just set up an automated system you have a podcast on automation and yeah that may and then at the end of the year I'm like I didn't even have to do anything I it literally took me like 20 minutes to set up this and at the end of the year I've got savings of you know thousands because I you know, saved or hundreds of hundreds of pounds or thousands because, you know, very basic stuff you just paid in. Like that was kind of like, it makes so, it sounds so obvious now, 
But at the time, if I told my like 25 year old self that, that was like, that would be quite an epiphany for, for, for me at the time. But uh, have you had any, any of those moments or kind of anything you'd share with like, um, yeah, the 25 year old self? What do you, what do you, did you hear my big aha moment? Here's a quick message from our sponsors, the book, Millennial Money Mindset. If you want the fruits, you need the roots. roots. What is a price of education? University fees, now £9,000. Navigating the minefield of investing, avoiding costly errors, may cost you thousands of pounds. A Times report revealed the cost of financial advice would cost you hundreds of thousands of pounds over 20 years just to top up a lifetime allowance on your pension. Millennial Money Mindset, if you want the fruits, you need the roots, empowers you to make your own investing decisions. It aims to put money into your pocket, time back into your day and remove stress from your life, all for under £10. Millennial Money Mindset, if you want the fruits, you need the roots, is now available on Amazon in print, Kindle or Audible versions. It was shortlisted by the Financial Times in 2018 and it aims to be the best investment you make this decade. Get your copy today. Anything you'd share with like, um, yeah, your 25 year old self? What do you, what do you, did you hear my big aha moment actually was uh, when I left the BBC and I was do they had this sort of, um, they're very good, I don't know if they still do it now, but courses in terms of training, small training courses you could do. And yeah. one of them was around sort of setting up as a sole trader. I mean, I've, yeah. I mean, I've learned a huge amount about self-employment and, and that side of things, which I didn't know. Yeah. But the real aha moment was more about other people's attitudes to money. And that and it has affected my attitude as well, because yeah. people were kind of, this is, these are smart people who have been working in news and journalism. And they were asking questions like, what, so, so I can get, I can get normal, I don't have to have Sky to, to still watch TV. They worked yeah. for the BBC and they thought if they cancelled their Sky, they wouldn't be able to watch TV. Yeah. And all these sort of things and questions like that in terms of their money, it wasn't a thing that they necessarily thought about day yeah. to day. Whereas I'm someone, not in a kind of counting the pennies kind of way, it's just something yeah. I'm interested in and, and always kind of say looking for that best deal or whatever it might be. Yeah. But I'm, I am genuinely interested in it and I hopefully understand, I'm still learning, always learning, but made me realize lots of people don't really care about this stuff and it made me realize hope i can maybe do something to help them realize that it is important to, yeah. to, to think about the now and the future uh, and all these things because i was didn't realize you know you could yeah. there's certain things we don't talk about money a huge amount yeah. i'm sure there are all sorts of other things but, but certainly there's sort of you know, when you're younger, you think everyone's a bit like you. Everyone's the same. Yeah. Don't you? You've yeah, all got the yeah. same views, and suddenly you learn they don't. And in terms of money, that, that was the, the big breakthrough for me, that there's a lot of work that needs to be done. I think there's a lot of stigma behind money as well, just talking about money and talk. I think because, yeah, there can be so much disparity between people. People are scared to talk about money and kind of have an open, honest conversation about it, which I'm trying to change and trying to talk about. Maybe podcasts like this help people to discuss it. So if you're at home and you're listening and maybe, yeah, just talk about this podcast to someone else or mention it and yeah, start talking about money and yeah, by talking about it, you get better at things and being involved and active. There's, um, there's a thing I talk about in my, I did a court, my course called football formation asset allocation. It's about what I call the cone of learning, which is sounds really nerdy and it perhaps it probably is massively learning, <laughs> but I, essentially it's like the more active and involved you get around learning, the more, the more quicker you understand and 
more kind of better results you get because you're active and you kind of get involved. I, I use the example, I grew up in a town called Epsom. So shout out to anyone from Epsom, hello. Um, but basically I, there's a horse racing, big for horse racing. And I never understood this. Why is everyone so kind of excited about horse racing? And I was like, and I took a pound from my back pocket and essentially put it on the horse. And then I got really, I was like, oh, what's the form? What's the, is this horse better on jumps? Is it horse better on flats, hard ground, soft ground? And I started doing my own research and actually just by being active and kind of rather than being passive and just kind of watching the horses run by, I took it, I learned at a much higher level. I'm not saying gamble, I'm not necessarily, that's not my point, but essentially I'm saying you can learn by, just by being active by, I think you learn something like by being 4% by reading, 10% by listening to podcasts, et cetera, like that. But if you actually go and start investing, actually be active and be proactive, you learn at a much higher level than you would be just kind of being passive and kind of listening to things. So yeah, I guess my point off on a massive tangent there, but yes, <laughs> you're, you're raising a point of being people talking about money more and being kind of more active. So I think that was quite, um, yeah, your big aha moment about not people not necessarily knowing much about money is yeah really really relevant and really valid today um, any quotes anything you've seen funny or maybe just mention your blog and where, where, where we can find you andy yeah well i mean i'm sure like lots of people during lockdown i've been watching a lot more i mean i, I like box sets and tv and things anyway but i'm watching a lot more of it we've recently been re-watching 30 rock which if people haven't seen okay. i absolutely recommend you you catching this it's, it's one of my all-time favorite comedy shows um but one from the other day was uh I mean, every line of dialogue is working really hard, like to either be a one, it's either a one liner or it's building up to another joke. It's, it's, they're all really fantastic. Um, but the line the other day was never go to, with a hippie to a second location, which I think okay. you might have the context of it, but it's, it's, it's brilliant. Love that. Um, if you want to find me, obviously the blog is be clever with your cash.com. The podcast is cash chats. So you can find that on Spotify, Apple podcasts, uh, anything like that. So please do, do check that out as, as well. And on social media, both on Twitter and on Instagram, it's at Andy Clever Cash. So yeah, pop along, do do say hello. It'd be lovely to, to hear from you. Wow, thanks so much for your time, Andy. That's, you've given away some yeah, some amazing value there. So yeah, I really appreciate it. I'm sure the listeners appreciate it as well. So yeah, check out um, Andy's blog, check out the podcast. And yeah, this has been Millennial Money Mindset. My name's Neil Doig. I'm the director of Money Tips and author of Millennial Money Mindset. If you want the fruits, you need the roots. And creator of Football Formation Asset Allocation. It's a card game which will be out later this year. My aim would be to get people to buy it for Christmas. That's my kind of my long-term plan. So yeah, if you're thinking about Christmas, that would be a great present. So yeah, thank you so much for joining us. Please like, please subscribe, and please tell one person about Millennial Money Mindset. If you want the fruits, you need the roots. Thanks again. Cheers, Andy. Money Mindset. I think that sounds alright.